When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia ora, good morning, and welcome into the SENZ Breakfast Show with Izzy and Ricardo. Big morning this morning. Brian Moylet is going to join us after seven. An Irishman living in Christchurch, ex uh, Ireland under 19 player, now mental skills coach, done some work with the Crusaders. We'll get his take on the Six Nations. We'll also get his take on the Crusaders heading to play Munster as well in the next couple of weeks. We'll also catch up with Maz Quinn, Kiwi surfing legend. Uh, in our learning segment and find a bit more about how surfing works competitively, how they score it, etc. Andy Murray from 442 Magazine out of the UK got a big midweek round of matches in the English Premier League starting today. We'll get his take on that, the transfer window and a few other bits of news. Mark Clayton in for Love Racing as well. And before 7 o'clock, a man who runs the Niners Empire in New Zealand will join us, Karam Shand, and we will talk about the San Francisco 49ers after they got past uh, the Detroit Lions and are heading to the Super Bowl. All of that and more to come. Izzy, good morning to you. How are you, bro? Good morning, Ricardo. You're good, mate. She's a uh, dark old day here, high cloud. And, uh, yeah, not looking great out there, but feeling good today. Yep, feeling good on day three into my 10-day detox and it was probably the, the worst day to have a barbecue yesterday. I invited <laughs> a couple of my mates over, and I was thinking, what have I done here? I forgot I was doing this detox. They come over, and I put on a nice um, roast lamb, beautiful salad. Uh, and you're not allowed coffee, mate. You're not allowed coffee. Mm. So the last time I did this detox, I didn't get any head, headaches. This time, I'm getting full-blown headaches um, throughout the day. So hopefully they... Disappear soon, but mate, um, feeling good. I'm just, I'm at it. I'm, I'm a bit worried about these holidays, mate. These these school holidays. <laughs> the, the holidays they that just keep on continue giving you. to go. They're never ending, mate. The holidays are just never ending. My kids, I don't understand this, but my kids go back Monday, mm. and then it's Waitangi Day on Tuesday. Yeah, so they get another day off. Yep. Like, come on, most most of the kids in, in New Zealand start back this week. My kids don't start back till next week. Well, my daughter, my daughter starts on Friday, right? So they have <laughs> Why? a oh, well, exactly. So they have a because she's an intermediate, right? So first year of intermediate school. So the Friday mm. is just for the kids that are in year seven or form one, as we used to call it, right? Yep. So it's just the form one is for a day. So I guess without the older kids, and they get an orientation day. Then they go on Monday, but I think. It's it's like a uh, parent teacher thing, so I don't think they're there all day. And then it's oh, just w- half a day, is it? Yeah, and then it's Waitangi <laughs> Day, and then they start on Wednesday. <laughs> oh man, my kids are well and truly ready for school. They've had a good time, they've had a good holiday, but they are scrapping the house down. I don't know what what are these devices? These devices that mm. they've got, like they are. If you don't go in there and control them. My kids could be on them all day. It was 25 degrees, sun was shining yesterday, and I walk in the lounge and my curtains are shut. Yeah. And my kids are in there just 
watching TV. I'm like, get outside, man. What are you up to? What mm. are you up to? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, mate. It's, tell you what, it's something to do with my missus reads up on all this stuff. Um, mm. So I kind of get the secondhand information because she does all the, all the hard work, much like this show. Um, and uh, and, and she, she's done some reading on research around, the they call it the blue light that comes off mm. like uh, iPads and off phones and things. And it does something neurologically to you. And with kids, it really, it, it's kind of like, you try and take an iPad or a, or a phone off them after a while with that blue light, and it's like taking crack off a crack addict. Like they just don't <laughs> want to let it go, you know. And they nah. properly kick off as well. Uh, and so, yeah, we're all about limiting that. Like, and and we re- re- we reward my daughter with some screen time if she does other things. So she doesn't yeah. get the screen until she's been outside, done this, done that, done, cleaned her room, whatever it happens to be, you know. There has to be a plan. There has to be a plan. My son's the same. He loses the plot big time if you take the iPad off and he starts getting emotional. I'm like, mate, calm down. It's not the end of the world. You're lucky you even got one, you little bugger. Yeah. Um, but one thing I learned yesterday is uh, one of my friends is a teacher, mm-hmm. and she said um, she said that, that if there's a certain window. So the schools actually, each individual school allocates, uh, they have a, uh, a period where they have to do so and so teaching days, so it's up to the school because this has been a long holiday and they're going to start February. That means they're going to have to go later in the year at the end of the year. So it works out the other side. So the end of this year they finish hell early. Uh, hopefully they can go right up to Christmas Eve, and then uh, we can. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, swing, I'll swing by and pick them up with Santa. And saying that, I've had a great holiday and it's been good to to create some memories uh, with the kids. But yeah, just yesterday I was a bit like, man, they need to get out of here and get back to school. They're ready too. Yeah, oh, they are definitely ready. My daughter's actually looking forward to going back to school, starting a new school, something new. It's a new adventure, you know, so that, that that's that's good. We can't wait to get her there, just quietly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's crack into this. The triple threat, our three big questions of the day. And Izzy, I don't know if you saw this, mate, but I was I was just perusing around Fox uh, Sports website yesterday afternoon. And it, wow, where's this come from? Why have I not heard more about this? Mm. New Zealand Rugby League to interview Wayne Bennett for the Kiwis job. No brainer. Well, how do you not see that news? It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be sleeping under a rock. Um, look, I, I don't think it's as clear cut as, as people think. Look, we want our own, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the reality is we, we can't. At the moment, we've got an Australian coach in the, the Warriors, and he is having success, and everyone's up and joy about this. We don't know who the other applicants are. Um, I saw Stacey Jones on the weekend at the Karaka Millions. He looked happy, smiley, didn't say anything about the um, about the top job. You know, I know Kempi's very vocal on him being coaching mm. in, in the Kiwi side, and you know, we want one of our own to coach the Kiwi side, but the reality is if there's applicants in there that aren't quite, you know, cutting the mustard, then that's a no-brainer with Wayne Bennett. He was an advisor for Stephen Kearney in 2008, arguably our most successful year for the Kiwis outfit. Um, so, yeah, it, it depends on the, the other applicants. You'd have to say that you'd hit, you'd hit um, you know, the CEO, what's his name? Greg Peters. Greg Peters is... 
is getting inundated with applicants mm. to coach this job, and particularly from New Zealand. So you've got Stacey Jones that could potentially take the role. Who else have we got that potentially we want to see our own coming through the ranks that could coach this? Stacey Jones is the only name that really springs to my mind. Yeah, well, I mean... Uh, Nathan Kalis? Nathan Kalis would be the other one that, mm. that, that, would, uh, that would be there. I, I don't know if he's quite done enough yet, but, no. I mean, I, I also think that, you know, you could... Uh, look, there's a couple of guys running around in the, uh, or have been running around in the uh, in the Super League. Willie Poaching, he was head coach of Wakefield yep. for a little while. Um, they weren't overly successful, but that was more to do with the size of the club, I think, than his coaching talent. But he probably needs to get another job or assistance job first to ground him in, in the NRL sort of side of things before uh, they push that button. So yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, Wayne Bennett's... I think- Sorry, Rick. I, I think that's the reality there, eh? the mm. experience. Like, mm. are we going to go and... Just is this going to be a stepping stone to hire on? Are we going to go for a tough time to allow this an experienced coach to come into this group and coach the the um, the Kiwis? Although being a, a Kiwi, or do we want to win things, win competitions, continue to dominate Australia, and well, not continue, but we beat them thirty nil in their last outing, and, and and get the results? And Wayne Bennett. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and and I wonder. To, I mean, Wayne Bennett's, I was going to say, his uh, job at the Dolphins finishes this year, right? His mm. contract runs out, so yeah. he, he's looking for something to do. Do you put Wayne Bennett in charge? I mean, like he's 70, how old is he, 72, Seven, something like that? Do you put mm. him in charge for a year and with somebody like a Stacey or Nathan underneath him and then there's, there's a handover? So you've got that that kind of thing just so you get some of that um, IP, you know, in, into the into the new coaching group. Well, it's February. Yeah, hundred. I, I totally agree. Like, you, you give someone in there that's going to garner, garner experience from Wayne Bennett, but February's when they're going to announce the applicants. Mm. And it's pretty much a couple of days out from February, and it's been it's flying under the radar. Now Wayne Bennett's throwing his hat in the picture. It's just gone bang. Um, so I'd really like to know who else has put their head in the ring and, if we're, and who else is going to be available and, and probably push. Because Wayne Bennett, for me, he'd probably be the last option. The last option? Okay. He'd probably be the last option for me just because I'd love to see someone within New Zealand having a crack. If I'm going to be completely honest, I'd love to see Stacey Jones have a crack. Oh, I would I think too. He's, I think he thoroughly deserves it. He's been grinding away for the Warriors in the background. My only concern is he's never really wanted to be a head coach and take that pressure that the head coach role brings. But I think he's ready. And I think he th- he deserves an opportunity. What do you reckon? Double eight, double three, the Kiwis coach. You Wayne Bennett fan, you want to be a part of, you want to see Bennett coaching the Kiwis and maybe potentially getting them to, to some more success? Would you like to see someone else in the ranks have a crack? Stacey Jones, yeah, Nathan Kalis, Willie Po Ching. Let us know, double eight, double three. Round two. All right, Phil Gould has absolutely transformed the Bulldogs. Um, Raymond Faitala Marana has moved to the Dragons. And that means now that there is not one player from the 2021 squad, right? That's only, what, two full seasons ago, three seasons ago, um, left for the 2024 season. I mean, that is amazing that he's managed to turn over Mm. everybody in the squad in that shorter period of time. Can they challenge this season in the NRL, the Bulldogs? What do you think? Uh, just quickly, Shane Flanagan and the and the Dragons. 
what's their team <laughs> like at the moment? They're just currently getting the leftovers, aren't they? Hundred <laughs> percent, they are. He just sits here with his mouth open, going, "Ah, I'll have you." Ah, I'll well, have it looks you. like they're going to sign Tui Pilotu from Manly, and I reckon yeah. that's probably going to be their best signing. Mm. You know, and he's a guy that's, you know, well, I, would, I don't know if you'd say fringe. He's a really good player. I like Tui Pilotu. He's a, he's, a, he's a really good finisher. Can play fullback as mm. well, but. Yeah, yeah, that that's a great call because the dragons are uh, yeah they they're, they're coming up like they got the beggars bowl, mate. They're they're just getting what the castoffs. They are begging. <laughs> they're getting the leftovers from your family meal at the moment. Ah, uh, look, are they going to challenge this year? Look, I think they'll be better. Um, there's a reasoning why Serraldo and uh, Phil Gould are doing what they're doing, and I don't think they're going to challenge any of the top eight this year. I went out on a limb a couple of years ago and said it, and they came dead last. Like they, they have struggled. Um, the the upside is when you look at their back line from what they have at their disposal, they've got Stephen Crichton, they've got Josh Adokar, Bronson Zeri, you got Connor Tracy, Jacob Caraz, you got Toby Sexton, Matt Burden. I think all the eyes will be on Matt Burden. You know, has he got another six? What has Toby Sexton got? that could allow to unlock um, Matt Burden. One player that I'm really excited to see how he's able to play is Blake Tuff. Mm. Yeah, from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Saw what he did. He's only a small bloke, but when he played fullback for the Rabbitohs, he was, I thought he was tough and a very good player. And, well, are you saying for me that Blake Tuff's not going to play and Stephen Cronin? I don't I don't one bit see Stephen Cronin play fullback. What do you think? He's going to be in the centres? I'd chuck him in the centres. Mm. He's just not quick enough for me. Like, he's he hasn't got enough out-and-out space, uh, pace. You know, what's he like in the air? He'd probably be good. He's a tall bloke, but I just think centres his position. Then you chuck Blake Tuff at the back, and that gives me a little bit more confidence knowing that that's, that's the back line for me. So do, are they going to challenge this year? Probably not. No, they're definitely not. They're not going to challenge? Okay. It's a rebuilding year. Okay, it's got to, they're going to they're going to have a year of getting getting all these systems in place, and then they're good to go for twenty twenty five. Also, this is uh, uh, like uh, question two, subplot B. Uh, mm. But Tavita Pangai Junior. He retired last yep. year. Said no, he was no. sick of being told what to do by coaches and halfbacks, and so he was going to be a boxer. I'm like, mate, you've got a coach in boxing who tells you what to do as well, just quietly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, most recently seen at Broncos training. How filthy would you be if you're the Bulldogs if he turns around and signs with the Broncos after retiring six months ago? Uh, you'd be pretty filthy. But in saying that, um, Pangai Jr. was was just coasting, really, wasn't he? You know, he was coasting at the Bulldogs. He played a couple of games there for the New South Wales Orange Origin team when there was a lot of question marks over him and his fitness. So, look, they've made that decision. That will be a full stop. And um, if there's an opportunity where they take on the Bronx, I'm sure they'll be they'll be ready for it. But Viliama Kikau uh, and Kurt Mann in, in the in the Ford pack, that's a hell of a combination that will mm. will be you know looking to rip in this week uh, this year. So, oh look, Phil Gill will be a little bit livid because he went out and, and said what he said, and then he's come back and did a U-turn. But this what's said and done. They're moving forward. They've just <laughs> complete clear out, and they're ready to go on. Round three. All right, according to Ticket IQ, which is a ticket aggregator out of the US, the average secondary <laughs> ticket market price listing for a ticket to the Super Bowl 
Oh, this is not the t- the A list tickets. This is just the in the bowl somewhere. Mm. Average ticket price ten thousand seven hundred and fifty two dollars US. What it's up seventy percent on the <laughs> on the average price of last year's Super Bowl. What what's the most money you've spent to go on to see something sports concert whatever? Are you doing this for a reason? No, no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. I just went wow. Uh, it may be that event, Rick Dog. Yeah, maybe that well, event. Possibly in Miami. <laughs> yes, in Miami. We went over and uh, did a week in Miami, and I won't tell you the number that that week cost, but it cost a wee bit. Uh, and I'm pretty sure those Super Bowl tickets that we got, and they weren't a list. They're you know you're a midway up that stand, mm. and to the right of it a little bit. You know you you're looking down and from afar. I think, from the top of my head, they were like ten thousand US, maybe twelve thousand US a year. Wow! To go and see a game. Yeah. Wow. So that is um, a, that 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 is. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't think that I was going to get that answer. I didn't think it would be that much. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were around ten k each for wow. for everyone. Uh, then there was like six of us there, so uh, it was expensive. But mate, we got to see Shakira. We got to see J-Lo at halftime. We got to see Paddy Mahomes win his first Super Bowl. And now look at him. And Travis Kelsey up against the San Francisco 49ers. And that game, the 49ers are up by 17 points heading into the final quarter. Tyreek Hill gets hit open and, and changes the game. Oh, it, was, it was such a good watch. The, the, um, the military planes, the Navy planes going across the the roof before the game. Oh, they just do things differently in America. Mm. But, um, yeah, look, I went and did that trip, and I came back, and I got home, and while Daisy was meant to go to uh, Coachella. Yeah. And Coachella <laughs> was cancelled because COVID hit that year. Ooh. So I got to do my week's boys trip. She never, ever got to go do her week <laughs> Coachella trip, uh, and she's just, still holding it in her pocket. Oh, mate. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was I was going to say, I bet you still hear about that. All the time. All the time, yeah. All the time. Oh, and man. that's, yeah, look, I probably wouldn't do that again, but it's an experience to go to the Super Bowl. Rick, like, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime to go and watch the Super Bowl in Miami. And, uh, yeah, it was good.